every time I went to a beauty counter back then, no one knew how to do my makeup. They would literally put on no eyeliner, no eyeshadow. They would just give me red lips and red blush, like super geisha. And I was like, as an Asian American woman, I was like, oh, I see what's going on here. Okay. Welcome to the Beauty Boss Confidential. My name is Ren and I'm a beauty blogger, new mom, makeup artist, and owner of my own makeup academy in Atlanta, Georgia. My name is Nalani and I'm a cosmetic tattoo artist and instructor. I run a busy permanent makeup studio and academy in Atlanta as well and also manage a small team. We're two modern women trying to juggle it all from building our empire to being a wife and navigating being a new mom, all while making time for ourselves. We're here to share with you the behind the scenes of what it's really like to run a successful beauty business, from marketing to business strategies, and trying to find that perfect work-life balance. Let's dive right in. Hey, beauty bosses, this is Nalani, and today I'm interviewing my dear co-host, Ren. I met Ren about seven, eight years ago through a mutual friend and recently reconnected with her when I did her eyebrows, and she reminded me how dope she was. I'm so excited for you guys to get to know this powerhouse boss mom that she is. She really is the true definition of a superwoman, all while keeping it real and being totally humble and genuine. All right, guys, let's get it started. Hey, Miss Renalyn. Hey, girl, how's it going? Good. Do you, what is your, like, how did you get the name Ren? So my Ren, parents Ren, made Ren, Ren. <laughs> yeah, my parents made up my name Renalyn, and it's like no one's ever heard of that before. So it's like my my maiden name was so long that in school my name would always be cut off, so it was never Renalyn. So it was just easy. Just everybody just read Ren first, so we stuck with Ren. My name was too long to be printed on the school attendance record. I go by Ren because, oh my God, that's like one of my regrets is naming my beauty blog Makeup by Ren Ren when I was like in my early 20s because I don't go by Ren Ren. So it's just, just Ren. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I always mm. wondered. <laughs> yeah. And it's so weird because I have like CEOs of companies call me Ren Ren still as like a grown woman. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. But I have to keep the name because it's affiliated with all of my like brand deals and stuff so I'm like oh well all right now that we got that out of the way let's dive right on in with your story so tell me so this is my first time that I'm gonna hear it too so I'm excited to get to know you yes okay so I'm gonna start um, as a young girl who was always <laughs> interested in makeup I knew that I wanted to do some sort of makeup from an early age I would subscribe to Teen Magazine and YM Magazine and practice doing their little instructions and their little pictograms. So I was always good at makeup. I did my friend's makeup. And it was kind of important to me to know how to do makeup because I was growing up as a different face in a predominantly like Caucasian community. So I wanted to learn how to like work on my own features because I always had problems getting my makeup done. 
So I started out having a love of makeup and then I went the traditional route that my parents expected. And I went to college. I even got like my master's degree in business and I went to work for a big company. I was doing that for a while and I was kind of feeling like something was missing. My soul felt like it was dying. So I took my love for beauty and I actually discovered there were a whole bunch of beauty blogs in early like 2006. I was searching on the internet for how to do my makeup one day for New Year's Eve because um, every time I went to a beauty counter back then, no one knew how to do my makeup. They would literally put on no eyeliner, no eyeshadow. They would just give me red lips and red blush, like super geisha. And I was like, <laughs> as an Asian, as an Asian American woman, I was like, oh, I see what's going on here. Okay. <laughs> So I had to learn how to do my own makeup and I kind of knew how to do it a little bit, but I did some research and I found that there are all these beauty bloggers out there online who looked a lot like me. And the first beauty blog I ever followed was a network called Asian Beauty Blog Circuit. And I thought, you know what, I think I can do this. And this was before every, anyone was really monetizing YouTube and the beauty blogger stuff. So I jumped on early in 2007 as a beauty blogger with MakeupByRenRen.com, which I still have to this day. And that was my first step into doing makeup kind of professionally. So I was just passionate about it. I posted crazy eyeshadow tutorials. My favorite looks were like blue and green mixed, you know, all those early rainbow days. And eventually it started to catch on. I had an organic growth and following and people just identified with my beauty blog to the point where naturally I started having brands contact me to review their products. And I was so excited because I was like, wow, I, I'm, I'm just doing this because it's fun. And now all of a sudden, you know, real companies are reaching out to me. So I had my beauty blog and then I started doing my YouTube channel and then just kind of took off. And I was doing this all while working a full-time job, all while, you know, fulfilling like my parents' dreams of like having a stable corporate career. So I ended up doing makeup and freelance part-time. I would take vacation days. I would travel around the country. Sometimes I was doing makeup gigs. Sometimes I was speaking at conferences, you know, working with different brands. And then I always thought, you know, like, should I do makeup full-time? But I was always scared to take that leap. But one day I remember I got a meeting for my job, like a conference call. And that meeting was the day that the decision was made for me. So my whole team got laid off. And I had been with the same company from the day I started after college. So for like 10 years, I'd been working with this company. And I was laid off. And I was like, well, I guess it's time to do makeup full time. So I had already been building up my connections and my networks. So I started doing makeup. And continuing on with my beauty blog, freelancing. And the cool thing is, is that because I had made so many contacts, I actually had this group called the Atlanta Makeup Meetup. And one day, um, a woman named Ebony Miller contacted me and she said, hey, if you need a venue for one of your meetups, you can come and use my school. And I was like, cool. So I ended up doing a, like it was an editorial makeup meetup that day. And she liked the way I taught. She had been following me on YouTube for a couple of years. And she actually asked me if I wanted to sit down in one of her makeup classes. And I had been doing makeup for a while, but I'm always game for any type of education. Like I'm never not going to try to learn and, and better myself. So I sat in on Ebony's next 
makeup session for her makeup certification course for makeup artists. And I sat on the second session and then the third and the fourth. And I just sat on in every single session and she was okay with it. And I was like, cool, I'm okay with it too. And I ended up taking her whole course and she, she was pretty much like my new makeup bestie. And I was just kind of hanging around her and working with her in different events to the point where she said, you know what, you need to teach this course with me. So I ended up starting teaching at Industry Makeup Academy part-time a couple years ago. And I can't just stop at teaching. I was like, let's do this, let's do that. Let's try to do all these new exciting adventures together. And then it, it got to the point where she was like, okay, we have to be business partners. So I was able to buy into this business IMA and become a full-time owner. So not only was I doing the beauty blog, not only was I freelancing, but now I actually owned a business and a storefront with a business partner. And I'm able to do that and raise my one and a half year old and um, hang out with my husband and my friends. And that leads me to where I am today as a beauty boss. Hashtag beauty boss. (laughs) (laughs) That's so amazing. So your journey professionally started in like 2007. Is that what you said around Yes. And I think that's the same year you started, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny that it's that's so funny how our um, stories kind of are parallel to each other. Yeah, it's just meant to be. (laughs) Um, You know, coming being in an Asian family as well, like when you told your parents or family that you wanted to do makeup full time, what did they how did they react? Yeah, that's a loaded question. So my parents are very traditional. Um, They are from the Philippines. I was born in the United States, first generation. So my parents really worked hard to come here. They believed in stability. They believed in like very traditional careers. So I was always that brainy kid who would study like really, really hard. And I was always a hard worker. And then when I went to college, they were like happy about that. And they were like, okay, you got your job. But then I started doing makeup on the side. And they were like, okay, well, you look pretty when you wear your makeup. So we're happy about that. I know that sounds so shallow, but like (laughs) growing up like in in a Filipino community and church, it was very important to always like look good. And the values were like at my like at my little Filipino church growing up, they're like, look good, be able to sing, aspire to have a like a good husband. Like those were the goals. Whereas my goal was to right was to study hard, you know, make it make a good career for myself. But luckily, you know, they were okay with me just playing with makeup. So when I started doing it seriously, I had to take time off of work. And they were starting to get a little nervous about that because they were like, don't do anything to jeopardize your job. That's your number one priority, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, okay. But it wasn't until I actually took my mom with me to New York on a business trip. Um, I was working at the New York makeup show. And she attended the conference with me and a couple of like Filipinos came up to me and they were like, oh my God, we love your blog. Like we're big fans, blah, blah, blah. That was the early days when like everybody was like swarming the makeup shows and meeting like their favorite YouTubers. And my mom saw firsthand, like, this is not just a hobby. This is actually like a lot, like it's pretty serious. So it's pretty cool because even to this day, she like always retweets all of my beauty blog posts and pictures on her personal page. And it's super cute because like she's proud to show off my work. But in terms of doing it full time, 
you know, my parents were very nervous about it. Um, they, they didn't think it was going to happen. My dad always thinks I should work for the government. Like, I think he thinks that's the safest thing to do in the economy. <laughs> He's like, you should just work for the VA, like the Veterans Affairs. Yeah. Because he, come, he comes from a Navy background. I'm like, or my parents, their ideal job would have, would have been if I went into nursing. Like yeah, my mom, I was going to say. Girl, like yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm going to do business. That's what I said I was going to do first. But then I ended up going into makeup and they were like, oh, my God. But I didn't ask for their help. I ended up investing some of my 401k money into my business that I had built um, with my previous career. And I didn't really wait for their approval. I just kind of did it. Mm -hmm. And then they saw like, wow, this is actually you're, you're able to make it happen. And then when I had a child, they were like, wow, that actually was probably a good idea because now you can raise your child and have her with you and do both. You know, at first they were very nervous about it, but because I know that I'm a hard worker and that I can do it, I can put any, do anything I put my mind to, you know, I didn't wait for them. I just did what I needed to do. And then when they saw the actual proof of it, I think they're okay with it now. Yeah, that's amazing. Because I know that you know, in the beginning, when you haven't quote unquote, make it people are always looking down on you, especially during the around the time that we started, like now it's so accepting to be a professional makeup artist. And I feel like everybody and their mamas are one. But when we started, mm -hmm. I definitely like struggled with with people asking, you know, oh, is, is that your full time job? Or do you do that on the side? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, what's your real job? You know, so um, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it was harder for us, I think, in, in the beginning back in the day. So that leads me to my next question. How did you feel about, you know, obtaining your MBA and like this career woman and then realizing that, wait a minute, I didn't really need to go to school to, to yeah. kind of do what I want to do and do what I love. How did you handle that? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting question. I think everybody has their own journey. And I've learned that by talking to different people who have different backgrounds than me, like my business partner doesn't have a four year degree, but she's successful in her own right. I went to school and got my college degree and my MBA. And I actually feel like it has benefited me in that I was able to be having a business background when I worked with different companies and establishing my own business. So while I didn't need it, it did give me an advantage in that I was able to handle the business side behind the artistry and the beauty. I was able to understand the accounting and the finances. I love that I went to school and had that experience. Like I don't regret it at all. I think it made me into who I am today. Does everybody need to go to college or get their master's? No. But you know what I did is I actually, my company, when I was working full time, they paid for my master's degree. Oh, amazing. So I have zero college debt. It is all paid off. That's amazing. Yeah. If I was sitting here with like $100,000 of college debt, I would be, I would probably be saying a different story. But luckily I was fortunate to set myself up. So that way I was able to get the education without the years of like indentured servitude to college loans. So mm -hmm. It worked out for me. And, you know, I think everybody's different, though. Like, if my daughter told me, like, hey, I had this really great business idea, you know, I want to try this. I think it totally depends on each person. Does some people, some people don't need it. Some people can benefit from it. But everybody's journey turns them into what they are today, right? I think, like, throughout the hurdles, the good and the bad, 
it totally makes you are who you are. And I think it's pretty cool that me and my business partner have different backgrounds and together, like it makes a really good combination. Yeah. Did you have any um, internal battles with like, oh man, I, you know, I have this degree, like, but, but now I'm, I want to do this. Did you have, did you struggle with anything internally with making that decision? Yeah, I think that I, I didn't want to feel like I wasted getting my master's. And then when I talked to certain colleagues who, or maybe some past people who graduated with me at my school, I didn't want to feel like I kind of failed because a lot of people think, oh, if you're not like a doctor or a lawyer, or if you're not making like, you know, hundreds of thousand dollars as like a vice president, you're, you didn't really succeed. Mm-hmm. So it, it took some, some making it okay and making myself feel okay with my business decision to move forward. And that's what they always say. Like you have to, to have your own self love before you can even consider putting it out to other people mm-hmm. because other people can really, you know, they can really um, rain on your, your dreams and your passions. So once I was okay with it on my own and I was able to build my business, that's when I kind of released it out to my friends and family who I knew had kind of like their own ideas of what success was mm-hmm. because you want to protect your dreams and your passions and grow your own self-worth before uh, you let other people determine it for you. Yeah. So by that time you had already kind of like made up your mind. You already had your ducks in a row and everything before you decided to kind of tell everyone. Is that kind of how you right. got it? Yeah, I think it's a it's a good learning lesson for a lot of people who are starting out following their dreams. Like you, you have to protect your dream and take the steps necessary to to move forward without people hampering it. I mean, not everybody's lucky enough to have super supportive family and friends. So sometimes you have to go about it in a different way. I would say maybe the future generation, if someone's battling with the same issue, they can probably just fall back and work, no announcements, and then whenever they're ready to, you know, tell everyone they would already see that they've put in the work and they're serious about it instead of, you know, leaving breadcrumbs and letting people in so they can kind of shoot you down before you even start. So that's, that's a really good advice for the the future generation. I have another question for you. What do you think? How many days do you work on the business versus in the business now that you're like a new mom and, you know, you have a new Mm -hmm. venture and everything like that? Do you feel like working on the business, like setting aside that time is just as important as working in the business. Right. So on the business every single day, <laughs> I think that any business owner will un- will understand that, you know, when you own your own businesses, there are pros and cons and that you can set your own schedule and decide how many days you want to go into the office, quote unquote, but you're always like, it's your baby. So if you don't nurture it, you know, you're going to face the results. It's not like, a nine to five when you can just kind of believe and just like forget about it. You know, you want it to do well. So I work on my business every single day. I'm at home though with a one and a half year old. So in terms of going into the business, it's pretty convenient because um, not only do I manage the business, but I do instruct. Um, so I go in three nights a week. So I'm in the, in the office technically about 12 hours a week. And then for we might have special events like master classes or guest speakers or conferences. But I only go into the office about 12 hours a week. So I have to be creative at home and make sure I get the work in. So I have my daughter with me all day. So during nap times, when she's 
asleep at night, I will be up at my on my laptop, you know, toiling the night away, doing like all of the necessary social media, marketing, accounting, operationals aspects of the job. So it's I don't mind it though because it's my choice. It feels good to put the work in and then see the results. When I was in in corporate America, I wasn't really committed to the outcome as much because I just kind of saw as, as a paycheck, you know, mm-hmm. and I know that they didn't really evaluate me in the end because like I was pretty much just like a statistic that got laid off. It's not the same, but when you own your own business, you really want to put the work in. And even though it is work, it's, it's a different kind of work. And I know you can relate to that because like we're both hustlers and we both like to put the grind in and see how far we can make of it. So yeah, on the business every single day yeah. in the business part time. Do you plan out your day or do you just kind of do what you feel needs to be done, you know, day to day? So how do you kind of balance your time? Yeah. So I, so before my baby, I was so organized. (laughs) I was like very, like I had everything like outlined and scheduled. Now it's like real life. I just have to kind of get it in where it fits in. But I do believe in having a to-do list on a daily basis. But because if I don't, and if it's not written somewhere, I won't get it done. So like I use my like Google calendar a lot. um, And I have running lists, Mm -hmm. so that they recur on a monthly or weekly basis. And that's how I stay on track of things. Because otherwise, I have total mom brain, and life gets in the way. And it really feels good to check things off of your list, you know, like I did this today, I did that today, and then you feel accomplished. Yeah. So I take advantage of a lot of like technology to help with that. I use social media schedulers. Like I said, I use reminders and calendars and different apps that will, you know, cross cross promote different work that I put in one place to another place. So I try to work smarter, not harder. But I'm not going to lie and say like, every morning I wake up, check my email from eight to 9am. And then I do my workout. And then this, I wish, (laughs) you know, I I wish, but I do make sure that I at least knock off a couple of those to do lists. And if I'm, if I'm happy, and my baby's happy, and my husband's happy, then it's a successful day. Do you get like, a full eight hours of sleep at this point with your with your baby? You know what? I So this is kind of embarrassing, but like I raised her the Filipino way. And I know I told you this about, um, about this before, but the baby sleeps with me at night. So if she wakes up, I wake up. So she, she'll get a full night's of sleep, but it's not good sleep yet. It's more like, like disjointed, like a couple hours and she might wake up and I have to put her back down. So, um, one of these days, me and my husband are going to put her in her own bed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think life will be better. Um, yeah, that was a learning lesson for sure. Because that's how my parents did it. And that's how I did it. And now I'm yeah. like, oh, no. Next kid is definitely going to be put in their own room in their own bed early on. Because even though I get, I might get a, a full night's rest, it's yeah. not like the best rest. And that's something I'm going to be working on. That's definitely a goal of mine in the next year. So I think I was a little weak with yeah. this one because she was the first one and I always wanted her to be around me. But now I'm like paying for it I now. I'm like, I can't even touch so. that subject because we don't have any kids yet. And I do sneak little my little baby Yorkie in the bed like all the time when he looks up at me and like, hold me. So, <laughs> so I might do the same thing. It's like it's like a good thing. But then then you pay for it a little bit when she like, you know, sits on your face or she does <laughs> steals the covers. But yeah, I, I, 
I think like the next one I learned, I learned from this. So if any other moms can relate to me, you know, sometimes I feel like, oh, okay, failed on that one, but we're going to do better. Yeah. So tell us, can everybody find you? Like what's your, what's your company? What do you do? And where can everybody connect with you? Definitely. So I have um, on my social media, you can find me at makeup by Ren Ren. So Ren Ren was my <laughs> cute little short nickname that I came up with. <laughs> we <laughs> talked about this. This is my little 20 in my 20s. I thought Ren Ren was the cutest nickname ever. But I just go by Ren or short for Renalyn Thomas. But you can find me on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at makeup by Ren Ren. But in this during this quarantine, I actually um, built a new Instagram just for my portfolio, my makeup artist portfolio. That was one of my goals and I was able to accomplish it. So at Renalyn Thomas or Renalyn dot or Renalyn Thomas.com is my actual professional makeup artist site where makeup by Ren Ren is kind of like my beauty blog slash lifestyle mommy blog. So I have those two. And then for anyone interested in finding out about my makeup academy, it's industry makeup academy. You can find us at IMA ATL or at IMAATL.com. So I've got those three things going on and the podcast hey, is the next. Yeah, so excited. Um, and you mentioned something you, you guys are launching an online course. Yeah. So industry makeup County is based here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and we have the in-person classes, but fortunately last year we decided that we wanted to launch an online course. We had a lot of interest from people like across the country who couldn't come to Atlanta. So we started building it. And then this whole coronavirus thing happened and it was like it was like perfect timing so we released our online makeup artist certification in early april and it's doing really well so if anyone is interested in that they can go to online ima.com and they can take the course while they're quarantined yeah that's so amazing the timing is just right on that so okay well thank you i feel like that's just like an intro with with getting to know you i feel like i have so many more questions um but we'll save that for another segment <laughs> and just get really deep later later on in in all of our podcast session and we will talk later isn't ren just so dope she really reminds me of one of my childhood friends from back home every time i talk to her I just feel so good after our conversation. She is definitely about her business, and I hope you guys can find her perspective useful and inspiring just like how I have. We will definitely pick her brain throughout our entire podcast, so make sure you guys keep tuning in. Thanks for joining us on the Beauty Boss Confidential. If you love this episode, go ahead and screen record your favorite part and tag us on Instagram. I'm Nalani at BeautyBot. And I'm Ren at Makeup by Ren Ren. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. And please give us a five-star rating and tell all your beauty bosses. Thanks again for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time.